Welcome to the Straight Up Intentional Podcast. I am your host, Diane, and on this podcast, we talk everything faith, fitness, and mindset, and how to live an intentional life. believe that you haven't lived until you have failed i am like a professional failure (laughs) i have failed so many times i have fallen hard so many times and i do believe that that is why i've learned to be intentional why i've learned to look at my habits why i've learned to like pay attention to my mindset and the things that i'm doing because i failed so hard at life that i had to learn to do these things my story starts a long time ago. I mean, I struggled with my self-worth and self-image since I was a kid. I was a chubby kid and everybody let me know it. And I already had this like negative relationship with my body image and negative relationship with food. So I was a kid. I mean, since I was sneaking pizzas because I didn't want anybody to judge me. Um, that That's been a lifelong thing. When I was 15, I went on my first diet, and let me tell you, this is where the disordered eating started. I lost 40 pounds in like two months. It was the summer of my sophomore year. I left my sophomore year 160 pounds. I went in my junior year 120 pounds, and that for a 15-year-old is pretty insane because I wasn't doing no personal training or eating vegetables. I was legitimately starving myself, and that is when I first got like that quick fix satisfaction from, you know, not, it's from being drastic. It's where I got my first satisfaction with being drastic, with just taking the road of quick fix taking the road of I know if I don't eat then I'll be skinny and that's where it all started to be honest my fad diets were it started there and went into my adulthood I would gain and lose gain and lose all in or all out and when I was 22 I want to say years old I had gained a bunch of weight and um, I started to look at my life and was like yo how did I get here like I did not like anything about my life. I looked around in my life and I was like, wow, how did I get here? I was victim mindset. The woe is me. You know, life always happens to me. And like, you know, everybody else's fault. Victim mentality. And I looked around in my life and I was like, okay, these circumstances are not great. And if I keep going the way I'm going, it's just going to get worse. I was super unhappy with my relationship I was in. I was super unhappy with where I was living, what I was doing. My habits were terrible. And I just had no sense of self-worth. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't stand up for myself. I was in, uh, like I said, a toxic relationship. And I just was like, this is, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And things are not getting better so I need to I need to fix this I need to do something differently so I started with literally going for a walk slash run I tried to run it didn't go great I was like out of breath in like two seconds um but I did it right I took the first step to change and because I took the first step to change my friends started inviting me to like workout stuff like my coworkers from work and so I started doing like Zumba here and there and then eventually one of my friends invited me to this 
backyard workout. And I was like, what? We're going to go to someone's backyard. Yes. So we went to someone's backyard and it was a boot camp style workout and I nearly died. I had never done organized workouts. I had always just resorted back to running because it was the only thing I knew how to do. And I enjoyed it. I, I love running still to this day. But this is my first time doing like a class and I died. Um, never did a burpee in my life. And I did 25 that day. And mind you, I'm 40 pounds overweight. I'm drinking almost every day. I'm smoking cigarettes. I'm out of shape. Okay. And they had me nearly throwing up. Um, however, even though they almost killed me, I kept going back. And, you know, that would kind of like sparked my interest in fitness as a whole. I remember that they used to play these like motivational videos at the end of all the workouts, which, you know, 22 year old Diane would have thought was super lame and whack. For some reason, I sat there and I listened to it and I actually soaked up what they were saying. And that was the first introduction I had to personal development, to self-help, to the realization that there was life outside of the circumstances that I was living, that I didn't have to be the single mom and like making myself like work to the bone and make ends meet and be mad about my life. Like I didn't have to live like that and have to be in the toxic relationship I was in. So I started making changes. I started making real changes. I started to you know, work out and eat better and drink more water and drink less alcohol and all that great stuff. But what happened here was I was so motivated. And if you don't know, motivation is amazing, but it is fleeting and it is temporary. And if you don't change the way you actually think, you're going to revert back to your old habits. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, after leaving my toxic relationship, moving back with my mom, getting a condo with her and, you know, doing so well, I would revert back to these really bad habits. I mean, it didn't just have to do with alcohol, but like food and like the relationships or the people that I would keep company with and and all of these things like all of them were going back to that mindset of like maybe I'm just not worthy of living the life that I deserve you know reverting back to old habits is just you self-sabotaging and not actually truly believing that you deserve any better and I did this for a long time I had the blessing of meeting my husband in 2016 Obviously, he was my boyfriend. He was an amazing man, amazing man since day one. He loved my daughter. You know how many times I try to sabotage that? <laughs> because deep down inside, I didn't truly believe that I deserved such an amazing man. I mean, it everything you do has to do with what you believe to be true about yourself. And that is 100% visible in my life when I look back on all the decisions that I made was truly fear-based decisions based on me not believing that I was worthy of living the life I wanted to live. But by the grace of God, I did meet my husband and for some reason he stuck by me and um, I got pregnant in 2020. I was also married in 2020. So it's a lot of big life events in the middle of a pandemic. Um, my son, I always joke that he came in like a wrecking ball because well, if you know him, he's a little wild child. He's my wild child, but he's been a wild child since he was in my womb. I mean, the guy had me down for the count. I mean, sick, 
morning sickness, allergies, all that fun stuff. And sure enough, when he came out into the world, he came out just swinging. I mean, the guy had me down. (laughs) I gave birth in a birthing center in a tub. It was amazing. It was surreal. It was awesome. I actually labored at home for like seven, eight hours before I went to the birthing center. I was there for like 20 minutes before I started pushing. It was out of a movie scene. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Just present in my body. I decided when I was ready to push, it was just magical. And then I wouldn't birth my placenta. And guys, if you're listening, I'm so sorry for that. But I wouldn't birth my placenta and I was bleeding terribly. And I lost five counts of blood. And I was in such a rush of just like laboring for as many hours as I did and like pushing out a baby human life that I was so exhausted and like out of body experience that I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't even understand. My husband looked worried. The midwife looked worried. I felt fine because again, adrenaline and my baby looked fat and cute and adorable looking like a sumo wrestler. And I was just like, you know, all is right with the world. But obviously it was not. Um, Like I said, I lost five counts of blood. My placenta wouldn't come out. So I was rushed to the hospital. I was put into an ambulance with my newborn baby, butt naked. Both of us were both both butt naked. Um, My newborn baby has been alive for one minute and he is in a freaking ambulance with me. My poor husband has never seen anybody give birth because I already had my daughter when he came around. And this is his first experience with it. (laughs) He sees his wife just give birth and now is like bleeding out and they're rushing her and her new, new baby to the hospital. And not only are you being rushed to the hospital, but your husband can't even come with you because we're in the middle of COVID and that's not allowed. So he has to get in his own car and follow us to the hospital which was pretty dramatic for everybody. But when I tell you about an outer body experience, I thought I was watching TV. Like it felt like I was watching a movie and I was just like hanging on the edge of my seat to see what was going to happen. But it was actually me being rushed to the hospital and looking at myself like outer body experience. And, you know, I basically was the baby was taken. He had to go back to the birthing center. My poor husband again they give him the new baby and say, hey, he's not even a registered human yet. You have to go like back to the birthing center and get all his birth certificate and stuff like done so that he can be a citizen of the United States. And um, your wife is about to go under and we're not going to tell you what we're doing because we got to do it. And we got to do it fast. Essentially, what happened is that they, you know, put me under and they had to do like a procedure where they removed the rest of the placenta and made sure that I didn't have any like, you know, uh, infections or anything like that. And because I lost five counts of blood, yay me, I also had to stay overnight and get an IV of iron because I just lost like almost half of my body in blood. That was great. And the reason I'm telling you all about my blood and guts is because the moment that they took my child, they drugged me essentially and like put me into the surgery room. I was like going into the surgery room and I thought, oh my gosh, like what if this is it for me? What if I don't make it through this? Like 
what's going to happen to my husband and my kids? Is my husband going to be able to handle this? Are my kids going to be okay? What's going to happen to my daughter? Like, who's going to take care of her? Who's going to make sure she gets to school? How am I really going to stop here? Like, there's so much left to do. There's so much life left to live. And I think that when you have a life, outer body, life-threatening experience like it just makes you realize like how short life is and that tomorrow isn't promised and like it puts it into perspective that you have to live your life right so this moment as crazy and chaotic and stressful and traumatic as it was it changed my life it was step one to changing my life realizing that life is short and that I'm not doing everything I can in my life to live my life right, to do everything that I want to do in life. So it was the slap in the face that I needed. Of course, recovery was not easy. I was not only going to recover from postpartum, but I was also recovering from losing so much blood. And I was weak. I was weak. And I don't like being weak. I am a very high strung person, like type A, like energetic. And I just, I didn't know how to be weak or how to ask for help or how to not be able to just jump right into work or jump right into what I wanted to do. But this time off, it really did help me think about what I wanted to do in life and how I was living my life and the things that I was doing and like just like taking a very strong look. And so I went a few months of just having like really high anxiety, which I think is, you know, definitely postpartum anxiety, but also a little bit of post-traumatic anxiety from having a near-death experience. I think that, you know, you you feel like you got to protect your babies. You got to protect yourself. You got to make sure everything's okay because like God forbid, but I had to really lean on my faith. I had to really lean on God in this moment because it was one of the darkest moments of my life. And I've been through some stuff we'll talk about later. But like this experience was something that really like changed the directory of my life and made me like look at life differently. So, you know, the anxiety stuck with me and I did go a few months like that. But when I want to say I was like six or eight, six to eight months postpartum I was still breastfeeding my son when I was like I I just sat and looked at my life and I was like I don't feel good I don't like the way I feel I feel uneasy I feel uncomfortable in my own skin I feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing in life I didn't feel good in my career I just didn't feel good at all and I didn't feel like myself I kind of felt numb I, I explained it as feeling like a zombie Like I I was showing up and talking to people and like I was there, but I wasn't there. It was like very much zombie mode. So I was tired of feeling like that. You know, I was tired of it. So I was like, you know what? Step one, I'm going to start reading again. So I got this book, Atomic Habits. If you're not driving right now, I want you to go on the Internet, go to Amazon.com and buy yourself Atomic Habits. It's going to be the best 15 to 20 dollars you've ever spent because it's going to change your life. I decided like step one, get this book and start reading it. So like I was waking up probably, I don't know, whenever the baby would like wake me up and then I'd kind of like go back to sleep, wake up, go back to sleep, breastfeeding, all that good stuff. So I decided I was going to make like a schedule for myself in the morning at least, you know. So I started with like waking up like at 630, right? 
okay, my daughter wakes up at seven. That gives me 30 minutes to read my book before I got to get her ready for school and take her and all that good stuff. However, my son would like wake up around the same time. And then I realized like, nope, that's not early enough. I'm going to have to get up at 6 a.m. because I'm not able to have that quiet time in the morning. So I'd get up at 6 a.m. and I'd read this book, Atomic Habits. And this book, when I tell you, it's a slap in the face because it talks about how your, you know, your actions reflect your self-worth essentially how you view yourself like the things that you believe to be true about yourself are the actions you take and the actions you take are your habits right because when you do something repetitively it becomes a habit good or bad so it made me look at my habits it made me look at the the lack of habits the lack of good habits I had and it showed me the bad habits I had so little by little And when I tell you little by little, I mean, I had grace with myself for the first time in my entire life after years and years of bad diets and like chasing the quick fix and trying to do it quickly. I just took my damn time. I said, I'm going to do it one day at a time, one step at a time. I'm breastfeeding. I don't want to go on a super crazy diet and lose my breast supply, my milk supply. So I'm just going to go ahead and take my time with this. And the grace and patience I had, I mean, I've never seen myself that patient in my life. I'm very much, I want it, I want it now, and I want to get it done, and what do I got to do? And I was very patient with like the amount of time it was going to take, the amount of steps it was going to take, and I think it had a lot to do with, number one, I I almost died, so I got, I got to be patient with myself, right? Be patient with my body. Number two, this book. It had me realizing a lot of things about myself, about my personality, about the actions that I've taken in my life, like how that reflects what I viewed about myself, all those times that I would self-sabotage and go back to my bad habits of, you know, being all in or all nothing. Like it was like I had to be on this very strict regimen or I was partying every night and eating crap. Like there was never this like, like, can I just do good for myself and believe that I am good enough to do good for myself? It was always like self-sabotage at the end of the day. So I was realizing these things about myself. And little by little, I started adding habits. Number one, I was like, all right, I'm going to get my personal trainer back. The one that I had before I got pregnant, I'm going to go back to her and I'm going to start there. I started there. The only time slot she had was five o'clock in the morning. That meant that I was going to get up at four, four thirty in the morning and do that because I have a baby and that's the only time I can go because everybody's asleep and I can get it in, go home, get there as soon as everybody wakes up and still be a mom and a wife and all the things I need to be. So I did that. I started with that and after I got used to that, then I added my gym membership so I could go on the days I wasn't training with her. And then after I got a hang of that, I started going on walks. And once I got a hang of that, I started drinking more water. Once I got a hang of that, I was reading more. And little by little, and when I tell you little by little, I changed my freaking life. By deciding, number one, that I wasn't going to chase the quick fix. I was going to make real change. Deciding I was worthy of the, the change. Deciding that I did deserve to live a life of good of good habits, of success, of success, not just in that way, but like in my faith and feeling good in my body and being confident and taking action 
And that's it. Every single day, like we make decisions, right? Like from the moment you wake up and your phone goes off, the second you hit snooze or you don't hit snooze, you're deciding something. If you hit snooze, you're deciding that you're the type of person that snoozes. If you don't hit snooze and you put your feet on the ground, you're deciding that you're the type of person that doesn't snooze. And those things reflect how you feel about yourself. I am worthy and my time is worthy and I am capable. So when my alarm goes off, I get up because that's the promise I made to myself last night. Last night, I decided I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm going to prove to myself that I can because your habits are a reflection of your mindset and the way you view yourself. Right. But your actions are what confirms that. So it's called confirmation bias. You are going to confirm every single day things to yourself. If you say I'm the type of person that is late all the time and I can never be on time, you are going to act as if, meaning you're going to be late to everything. And then you're going to confirm to yourself that you're always late to everything by doing it. So when you're late, you're going to say, well, I am always late and I am never on time. But that's a decision that you made. That is a belief that you have and a decision that you make every time you snooze your alarm and decide to be late. You can decide that you are the type of person that respects your time and the time of others by waking up on time and getting the things done that you need to get done and getting there on time and proving to yourself that you are that person. So every day, all the decisions you make from the snooze button to the time you go to sleep you are confirming the type of person that you want to be. So when you see these people on Instagram and you're like, oh, look at their whole morning routine or look at their whole night routine. And you're like, that could never be me. I could never do that. I wish I could do that, but I could never do that. You're already setting yourself up for failure because you are deciding that you can't do that. And that's all a decision. There's not anybody here more worthy than you. They are not more worthy than you because they have a morning routine and a night routine. They view themselves in a different light and you can do the same thing. You can decide that you are worthy enough to have the morning routine, to have the night routine, to not snooze, to show up on time, to work out, to do the things that you want to do in life. But you have to make the decision and the decision happens all day long. From the time you snooze or don't snooze, the time you decide to scroll as soon as you get up or say that you're grateful for something, you are living a reality that you have chosen and you choose every day which reality you want to live. So if you want to be the type of person that wakes up on time, decide you're that person and then go take action. Confidence comes from action. Every single day you are deciding And if you decide and you keep the promises that you make to yourself, you are going to be a more confident person. If you're chasing confidence, keep the promises you make to yourself. The same way if you tell your best friend you're going to help her move and you show up even when you don't want to, why can't you do that for yourself? Why can't you show up to the gym like you said you were last night? If you said that you were going to do it and you made yourself that promise and you know that's what you want, then keep the promise you made to yourself and prove to yourself that you're the type of person that keeps their promises because you value yourself. 
You know that you are worthy of that decision. My life didn't change because I'm this amazing person that just has everything coming to me. No, that is not me. I made all the bad decisions. I did everything wrong. I decided little by little to change my life by the habits and the actions that I was taking by first viewing myself, hello, as God's child, right? Knowing that I am worthy because I am made in his image and deciding every single day to be that person that I can be proud of. And not only that I can be proud of, but that my children can be proud of. Not only that my children can be proud of, but that my husband can be proud of. Not only my husband, my sisters, my parents, the people that come into contact with me. They see who they see today because one day I decided that I was worthy of that. And if I hadn't decided I was worthy of that, they'd still be seeing 23-year-old Diane in a toxic relationship and a horrible circumstance and a victim mentality. That has to change based on you. You are the first step. I am a Christian. I love to pray. Praying is my jam. But I cannot pray to God one way and then act in another way. You have to collaborate. You have to meet God halfway. You have to say, God, I want change and then step in that change. You have to decide that you are going to take action to change your own life with the power of prayer and his back. Okay, him having your back. Yes, but you got to take the action. You have to decide in your mind right now that you are worthy of the change. And then every single day, you have to make decisions based on that belief that you are worthy of change. And that, my friend, is how you change your life. Habit by habit, step by step, baby steps, baby steps. Don't try changing your life in one day. Okay, you can't do something for five days and be like, well, my life didn't change yet, Diane. Well, your life didn't change yet because you didn't do it long enough. Let's be real. You got to stay consistent, girl. You can't just expect to be healed in a day. You have to make changes and stick with those changes for a long period of time in order to see results. We live in a microwave society. We live in a very fast-paced life, and we expect things to change immediately. I'm on a diet. I want to see five pounds down by next week. That's not how it works, and we'll talk about it. Believe me, we'll talk about it, but that's not how it works. You got to stick to the plan, man. If you want to see real change, you have to actually change your mindset behind it. And then you actually got to take action and you actually got to be consistent. And that is the only way that you are going to see true results, not just in your fitness, but in your entire life, mind, body, and soul. You got to stick to the plan. If you love this podcast, let me know if you have topics that you want to hear about that have to do with fitness, faith, and mindset. DM me on Instagram. My uh, is Diane Jasmine Inc. D I N E J S M I N E I N C. I can't wait to hear from you guys, and I will talk to you soon.